Um, as I said earlier, and you might have missed the uh, Father uh, Pat O'Kane, I think it is, has promised his congregation, his parish, that he will only preach for five minutes. And so uh, the Belfast Telegraph got in touch with me, and I had the audacity to say that if I preached for five minutes, you guys wouldn't even bother coming. So I thought it was a non-story. But even in England, they were flicking through the pages of the Belfast Telegraph, and it's now got to five live tomorrow, where me and Patrick will go for it with uh, boxing gloves on. I said that by the time I waffle through my first story, five minutes are up, and I wasn't lying, was I? But this morning will be shorter, I do promise you, um, because we've had a, a good bit of it, and the main part of this morning is to commission um, our uh, teams going away, um, our people going away, and um, with the orchestra, it's more, it's not just a family service because our younger folk are out, but it's one of those kinds of things. So um, I want to do something before the commissioning, which is just kind of encourage those who are going away, but all of us, um, I had the privilege last Sunday um, up in um, St. Malachy's uh, Chapel, which is a beautiful chapel on the Antrim Road, um, to commission the Safara uh, young people going away. And um, it's always an exciting time when you're getting ready to go wherever you're going to. And maybe some of you are familiar with where you're going. Maybe you've been doing a SISM team or an SU camp for years and years. Um, or maybe you're going for the first time and there's sort of a wee bit of intrepidation to that. But usually at this stage, Pastor David from Onelaku, who uh, isn't going as much as welcoming us in, sent me an email this week to say, I'm nervously excited and I know what he means by that. Maybe you Atlanta folk who were coming to Belfast were nervously excited about going on a trip, and here you are in the middle of your trip. And by the look of the weariness and all of you, you've, been, uh, you've certainly opened the gift and you're eating the sweets as much as you can by the, by the look of that. And thank you for Friday night here. Um, the noise and the excitement was wonderful. But I just thought, let's just leave us with something that helps us as we dare to go away. And I scanned across the scriptures and I came to the reading that uh, Jude and Amber did with Holly being God in the background um, of Moses being called to do something for God. And um, it's a really interesting story because Moses just does not want to go. And I'm telling you at this point, the Stockman House, the phrase of the day, all day is, Oh, it would be great just to get on the plane. It would be great just to get on the plane. That's because we're fed up just gathering the stuff we need to gather. Janice is sitting there saying, you haven't even started shopping. What are you talking about up at the front there? But it would just be good to have everything ready, have the suitcases packed, get on the plane. You're not thinking about all the other stuff you have to think about, and you're off on your journey. Moses didn't want to go. Moses had had a bit of a life. We will in nine days' time, not that I'm counting, cross the Nile River. We'll cross it a couple of times. Now, it's not the part of the Nile River that Moses was set on in between the reeds, as I remember it, as a, as a wee boy and all the stories that was told. But he had a bit of a life. He was put in a sort of wee basket in the river, and then a princess found him. And then he grew up in a palace, but he wasn't one of the people in the palace. He was, it was his people were not being treated well by those in the palace. And then he saw something happened, and he lost his temper, and he murdered somebody, and he got out of there. And probably at this stage of his life, Moses is thinking, that was quite a life. I'm glad Hollywood doesn't exist now, because they would have made that into a movie, and I would have been the front page of all the papers. But he's having a sort of a quiet time 
and he's just looking after a few sheep when suddenly that thing that's on the pulpit every week that we never notice very much, that Presbyterian image of a burning bush, he saw that and it intrigued him. And he came closer to it to see what was happening. What is happening? Because it looks like that bush is burning, but it's not weathering. It's not turning black. The leaves are not, it's not going all black and gnarly. It looks as if you can still see the green in between the flames. And Moses was really taken by that. And as he gets closer to it, he hears God speaking to him out of the bush, saying, I've got a job for you. Now, here's the first thing. Here's the first thing. There's a job for Moses. He's going to be commissioned to go somewhere, but God's saying to him, will you go for me? And you heard Jude was doing a very good Moses. In fact, I was thinking maybe Jude's saying to me, I'm not sure I want to go to Uganda after all up there. He made the excuses really well, didn't he? But I, I, you're sending me to talk to kings and pharaohs and I, I can't speak. And God's saying, listen, I'm the one who's sending you. I made you. I know what I'm doing. Will you just go? Aye, but I'm not, you know, I really couldn't, I really couldn't go to a schism because I couldn't do that sort of memory verse thing you've got to do. What would I do in the memory verse thing? Or they might ask me to, to lead something at the front and I couldn't really do that. God's saying, look, well, anyway, he says to Moses, you're going, Philip. Well, Moses, by the end of it, just says, he gives up an excuse and he says, look, I just don't want to go. And God says to him, look, you are going. But who's going to, who am I going to say sent me? And that's a really interesting one because we have always translated that as um, I am. God says I am. But somebody has said that the Hebrew there, <coughs> always looking to Neville now and Desi as well as Desi, I look at Neville now because Neville's been known to do a little bit of Hebrew during the children's talk. So you're under pressure at the front here. Um, it seems that that could be translated, I will be who I will be. So here we are, we're at the burning bush and we're thinking, oh, I'm nervously excited, I'm nervously excited, but there's lots of things I'm going to be doing in the next wee while that I'm not sure I'm going to like to do. And I'll, you know, we're, we're talking in the Uganda team about um, sort of bugs and mice and snakes and Uganda and food and oh, yeah, I'm nervously excited about going. I'm nervous. And God said, look, I will be who I will be. So I want to send you. I'm offering you the opportunity to go. And I want you to go for me. So maybe like Moses, all of us feel not up to it. Who are you to be going to India or Uganda or China, South Africa, Castle Rock or Port Stewart or Who are you to be on these teams? Who are you maybe to be asked to lead these teams? And like Moses, the terrain might be tricky. Because you need to remember that the last time Moses was in Egypt, it didn't end well. And he was basically still a murderer. And how were the other people that God was sending to him, the children of Israel, going to take to this guy that was brought up in the palace, being the one who was going to... There was a lot of stuff there. But in the bottom line of it all is... That God says, I will be who I will be. And I'm going to take you and I'm going to show you things about yourself that you never knew before. I'm going to show you things about the world that you've never seen before. And I'm going to tell you things about me 
and about how I connect with you and the world that you've never imagined before. But all you've got to do is go and trust that I will be who I will be and allow for your lives to be changed. Now here's the key. Here's the key in the end before I get all of our teams up and standing down the aisle to be prayed for. The key is, are we prepared to open the gift, the offer to go? Are we prepared to do that? Because we could go in SISM teams or SU camps or we could go across the world and go to Uganda or China or wherever we're going and we could just go and play it as safe as we can. But I think with Moses, God was saying, listen, here's the opportunity. I was clever there. I decided before I ate it to just check that it wasn't toffee. And I think that would be tricky to eat and speak, so we'll just leave it back there. Are we going to take this opportunity? Journey with Purpose is what Safara have on their t-shirts. And I think that's a great thing. To, the journey we're going on, wherever it is, are we going to journey with purpose? And are we going to rip the gift of this opportunity open like we did in the children's talk? And are we going to get into it and give ourselves to it and know that if we give ourselves to it, God will be who he will be and he will do amazing things in changing our lives around. So it's my very first team to Portrush Sism in 1980. To last summer in Uganda, Every time I've gone away, I've learned something about myself, something about the world, and something about God's connection with myself and the world. And that's what our prayer is this year for our teams. So where are you at the burning bush? Are you still sort of not sure? God's saying, I will be who I will be. And if you open the opportunity I'm giving you, just watch because it could get very exciting. It could get life in all its fullness. It could get 10-10. Are we ready to go?